Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kaleidoscope FM podcast. Hello, everyone. All right, I haven't figured out what I'm titling today's episode yet because I feel I touch on a few different things. But the first thing I wanted to talk about was how many movies specifically, like this is very female driven and I like to think that I try to encompass ideas that also will touch on men as well. But I think this is very specific to females. But how many movies have been made about a girl who from from the audience perspective is like in terms of attractiveness like we tend to think like eh like she's okay and then they like make her over and it's all this like wow factor like to give you I had to actually like look up a few of these because um I know that there are tons out there but I just wanted to give some examples so for instance the princess diaries Mia Thermopolis when like she's got um um like poofy hair and then they like straighten it and like give her makeup and then all of a sudden it's like wow she looks amazing or miss congeniality um i forget like the act the the name of the person like in the movie but um sandra bullock is the actress that plays her and they take her from like a masculine fbi agent and then like put her into a beauty pageant that kind of thing and everyone's like shocked uh some other ones that i thought of were like easy a clueless and mean girls i haven't like watch those i i'm sure i've watched those at some point in my life but i just don't entirely remember but i did like look these up just to like give some other examples and apparently they take actresses and do a similar thing in those movies i'm sure if you know the movies better you might be able to tell me if i'm being accurate or not there but i'm sure especially for women this comes as no shock when i say like this i feel happens a lot in theaters and that it's not something that they do with men as far as I've ever remembered seeing in like any sort of film or tv show I don't remember them taking a like from the to make the audience think like oh like this guy doesn't look so great but now let's just make him over and make him look super handsome like I just don't think that happens and I feel this also puts an emphasis on objectifying women which is what I wanted to talk about today and so getting into that I wanted to share with you some things that have in my life have been said to me or said about me um and I'm going to start I was actually going to say this after I said it but it took me a long time to decide whether I was going to share these things or not because I felt deeply uncomfortable sharing them and then it took me a while to like self-explore why that was until I decided that I would share them and I think the reason I wanted to share them was because other people could relate with similar things that they've probably experienced someone say to them and so getting into it I'll, I'll give the examples so I feel like you can better understand what I'm talking about so I've had someone say to me that I was the ugly duckling that turned into a swan uh, that I could be hot if I wanted to um, well, actually, that I don't think someone said that to me. I overheard that about me, um, that I could be a 10 or I could be a model. And these are things that, like I just said, I spent a lot of time deciding whether or not I would want to talk about these because it does 
very much put an emphasis on my looks, which then I knew would immediately be something that is like my podcast. I literally don't even like, I don't have like a, uh, like talk show for obvious reasons, but I mean, on a podcast, you're not visually looking at me all the time, but the fact that I even talk about my appearance, I feel like you're, if you don't know me, uh, you're probably more inclined to like, look at what I look like. Anyone who does know me already knows what I look like, but that I, I feel like it puts more emphasis on how I look, which is, which is what made me feel really uncomfortable about it. And that's when I started doing that deeper work of like, why does it make me feel so uncomfortable to talk about what other people have said about how I look? Um, and what I arrived at was that it's essentially someone else putting their beauty standards on me. Uh, and so that is one highly subjective and two like objectifying. So it's kind of two different facets, even if they said it in a way that they tried to be well-intentioned with it, because these things, um, they could come from people who are close to you. I'm not saying that these were things said um, to me in a malicious way by any means, but they are small comments that have stuck with me over the years and have really determined how I look at myself quite literally like in the mirror because it's it's about my appearance and uh and so I wanted to give you those examples because then I wanted to tie it into some other examples that I've heard people say have been told to them as well uh such as if you just lost 5, 10, 15 pounds, or if you just put your hair up or down, or if you just wore something else, or if you just dyed your hair or cut your hair, or if you just put on some makeup or different kinds of makeup, or there are so many different ways we could take this approach and look at how someone might tell us how they think that we look and how we could, in air quotes, could look prettier. And I feel this is something I'm really talking from a female standpoint. And I feel like it'd be interesting to get a male standpoint at some point about this because I don't know if men receive comments like this, but I think it is very common for women to hear from friends or family or colleagues or um, like so many different people comments about their appearance in a way that may be constructed as a compliment but is actually very detrimental in fact I forget if I mentioned this in a former episode but even just the quote-unquote compliment of noticing someone's weight loss that is more of a backhanded compliment because of the fact that you're implying that they didn't look good before because you're like oh wow that you look so good just just like with what I started off with this make this uh makeover like movie thing the the whole like concept of like the theater or, or like the movie like implying that this girl looked not great and now all of a sudden she looks amazing really emphasizes her worth being her appearance which is objectifying her and like I said so it's two things it's objectifying and it's also very subjective in terms of what someone perceives as beautiful uh, but then as I have already stated very emphasized on females and how we look and our worth being tied into how we look 
And so I wanted to bring this up because it it <laughs> took me a while to unpack. And like I said, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about those examples of my own because it did make me feel deeply uncomfortable. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized it would be because it is literally putting value on my body as opposed to like who I am as a person, which I think everyone can relate to in some way. I'm sure even men would relate to that in some way. I don't know to what extent they would have people commenting about their appearance all the time. But as I did have that episode with Chris where we spoke about the pressures men face, I think everyone to some extent faces these pressures of how we look and how that is tied into our self-worth and our value. And then that got me further thinking about the Olympics and how women, not just the Olympians, but also women worldwide, I forget which team it was. Um, I think it was from a Scandinavian country. Anyway, there have been many women, particularly in sports, who are standing up and saying, we don't want to be objectified. We're going, we want to be assessed based on our capabilities and not like how we look and literally just by (laughs) wearing shorts or like longer leggings as opposed to like bikini bottoms that kind of thing is like how women right now are standing up for ourselves and not wanting to be objectified which is pure insanity when you think about that so when it got me thinking about that I realized that I I mean I after I realized that it was mostly about the perception of objectifying my body, I thought, why should I feel uncomfortable about what other people are saying in terms of objectifying my own body? Because at the end of the day, what I think, what you think, what anybody else thinks does not matter. It does not matter. Okay. (laughs) I wish that you could see my hand waving in the air right now, that it does not matter because that is not what the crux of the matter is because you are more than your body. In fact, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Great book, More Than a Body. In fact, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But the more we're putting emphasis on our appearance and our looks, it, in fact, uh, the authors of More Than a Body um, they talk about this concept of self-objectification, which is something that we personally do. In fact, that's part of why I was very uncomfortable to share my own comments other people have talked about because it does put this this like self-reflecting mirror back on you thinking, oh, like what do I feel about my appearance or what do I think about my appearance? And And then how that ties into what I think that corresponds to as far as my self-worth and so for me this was something that was very challenging to work through because it body image has definitely been a component of my disordered eating for the many many years in fact I'm going to have another episode talking specifically about body image but I wanted to talk about this concept of like backhanded compliments essentially because Maybe in the moment we think they're a compliment, but 
the f- very fact that they're these deep rooted, we, we as humans, we have a tendency to remember the negative and the, they might sound kind of like a compliment in the moment, but it's more like, um, the one about like the ugly duckling turning into the swan. Like that's something that's like, well, thanks. <laughs> um, we, we stick on the negative and the fact that these types of comments might stick with us, whether they're the ones that I mentioned, or if you've had someone in your life who said like, if you just blank, then you would look prettier and therefore dot, 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 have like more self-worth or someone, uh, you might catch a husband or like find someone. And, and then obviously then you have worth. Well, that is not how it goes because it, it is something intrinsic. In fact, intrinsically we have self-worth and the very fact that the word is intrinsic means inside not based on our appearance and that's why I want to talk about these and so getting back to the the crux of the matter is this nagging feeling of if only blank or I could be blank in the back of our heads is emphasizing the fact that Uh, you slash we are deficient in some way right now and can only be redeemed by doing or fixing something in the future, which is completely false. And this is a limiting belief, like I said, that I had to work through. In fact, uh, I think what you should do is go check out my episode on limiting beliefs where I give you an exercise to do specifically in terms of these memories that might come up that make you feel a certain way. And so... And I explain like how to debunk that. But getting back to the point, when you have these these thoughts of like I could be or if I only it it puts the onus on the future as opposed to the present. And the present is literally all we have. In fact, uh, hashtag kung fu panda. But um, the the past is history the future is a mystery mystery but the present is a gift and that's why they call it a present <laughs> so the present but the fact of the present is that the present is constantly changing in fact our bodies and our life is always on this pendulum and when you think of it like that so even like going back to like the example uh, that I mentioned with like, you could be a 10 kind of like stupid ass shit, excuse my French, but like there, there is no, you're never going to be a quote unquote 10 at all points. And so like where, if you like just wake up in the morning or if you go for a run or if you do like any sort of heavy workout or like walk too long in the heat and are sweating, you're, I guarantee you your entire life, you're not going to be a quote unquote 10 at all times. And so it's even just stupid and ridiculous to even aim for that level of like perfection, which is essentially being like beautiful and perfect and wow showstopper like hashtag miscongeniality and I need to stop using hashtags but (laughs) you know what I'm talking about the the like oh wow moment you can't shoot for the oh wow moment at all points of your life it's just not feasible it's just not possible it's not gonna happen unless you're a unicorn and even then unicorns have bad hair days too they they've got a mane they've got hair to maintain they've got a horn they've got to probably scrub up and look shiny anyway back to the point you can't expect to be 
like amazing at all times. And like I talked about with that pendulum, uh, like we're, we're aging every day. Our body, like there are tons of chemical processes happening in our bodies that cause us to age and change literally every day. Like our hair grows, everything is constantly in, in flux that we can't stay static. And based on that parameter and not even just like from like a physi- physiological standpoint, but also like in our lives, our lives are going to be changing all the time. And I'm going to record another episode about the fact that we just can't expect to have it all, which kind of ties into this, but you can't expect to have it all. So you can't expect to look amazing at all points because it would really require a host of money and a team of like professionals to make sure that we look good at all points. Because to that point, we tend to look our best when we go for special occasions such as weddings or parties or that sort of thing and you know like who shows up at weddings people to do hair and makeup maybe not all the time if you're on a budget but I'm just saying that's my point there are specific people to make you look your best because it's based on appearances to make you look as amazing as you possibly can for this one day of your life particularly I'm talking about women right now but you can't expect to look that way all the time because it's just not attainable and Also, if you're like a model or an actress or someone who does get uh, paid to look a certain way, you also get photoshopped in the end, which is so dumb. So literally, like, there's no winning. There is no winning. And so there's no need to even focus on, like, hyper-focus on your appearance in terms of your worth, your self-worth. Now, I do want to say with a caveat... I am going to a wedding at the end of the month. And I did ask my friend, like, how fancy is it? Because there is social norms that we do want to, like, conform to. Because otherwise, like, our animalistic instincts will think, run away because I'm scared. Anyway, that's beside the point. But obviously, there are occasions for which appearance plays a factor. But I'm referring specifically to it being tied into your self-worth that is where we're going to have an issue and what I want to talk about today. And so at the heart of the matter, appearance does not determine your self-worth. Like your genetic code is not something that you could control. You were unable to control your conception and like how you came out of your womb. Sorry, not your womb, (laughs) your mother's womb, assuming that that all happened. I'm getting way too detailed here. Back to the point. When you focus on your appearance, you're detracting from your in-body experience. And that's what More Than a Body, the book More Than a Body uh, talks about. It's about living your life literally within your body because when you're self-objectifying yourself, you're not able to fully experience life through your body, if that makes sense. So I guess the, the fact of what I want to talk about is we need to start developing critical thinking and tough skin when people start making comments about our appearance appearance excuse me even when it's meant to be a compliment like I said with the weight loss thing like that that really does imply that you weren't like good or pretty before if someone says oh wow like you look amazing you lost so much weight uh I mean there is something to be said for health but as I've probably mentioned in former episodes losing weight isn't the sole determined determination of (laughs) 
of health. You can be really skinny and very unhealthy. Uh, There's so much that goes into being healthy and it's not just based on aesthetics. And so that's why we can't base it on appearance, uh, both mental and physical health. So back to what I was saying as far as the critical thinking and tough skin. One, as far as critical thinking goes, start to digest and think about is someone asking or telling me to change and if they are what are they specifically asking me or telling me to change and does it make sense or should I kind of analyze this a bit more and think no like they're wrong I'm still good I'm good (laughs) I'm all g (laughs) uh (laughs) but also in terms of like that tough skin it's not letting those small comments like get to you because like clearly like those comments that people said had an impact on me that I still remember them there are so many other things that I'm sure people have told me in my life that I don't remember uh and and then I want to say let's like call bs sometimes because like I just said if someone's telling you um or like hypothetically like quote-unquote complimenting you in some way but like it's one of those backhand compliments like I just described maybe just be like, yo, I'm awesome as I am. And I don't need this kind of backhanded compliment stuff going on. (laughs) Uh, That's something that's very up to your own discretion to determine. And so these, these are just tools for your arsenal to figure out how you're going to let it permeate and affect you. And preferably like not permeate you like if it's something not worth your time Uh, but like I said there are certain things like social norms so for instance there could be something someone says to you that's kind of mean that's like oh are you gonna wear that but it might also be grounded in some truth so for instance if I showed up in flip-flops to a wedding that does lend some judgment on my part I just don't know the social norm for showing up at a fancy wedding that sort of thing and so I mean granted if someone were to tell you it in that tone that might not be nice but it could be grounded in truth so that's why I'm referring to this concept of like critical thinking tough skin and also calling bs where needed so that's something that you really need to figure out for yourself but Like I said, check out my limiting beliefs episode because I think this really ties into what I was referring to there and how you can address it and change your thinking and perception in relation to it. Uh, But also be more keen and aware when it happens to you in the future so that it doesn't seep into your brain. (laughs) Uh, So I think that about covers it for now. Just know that you are awesome. You are more than a body. Go check out that book. It's great. And... I hope to talk to you later. 